everybody. My name is Mark Kondrat, and this is the Let's Meet for a Beer podcast. On the podcast, I connect with brewers, distillers, chefs, entrepreneurs, and more. These are people who inspire me and make our community better. I hope you enjoy the conversations. Hey, I have a question for you. What pairs well with beer? The answer to that question is the Brightside Banking app. Brightside by ATB is a free banking app that helps you do more you, like enjoying more craft beer, for example. We've brewed up this episode with Brightside where we will be talking to one of their friends with benefits. Yes, you heard that right. You'll earn extra savings every time you spend at one of their local Friends with Benefit partners when you use the free Brightside Spend Card. From great breweries to coffee shops to local retail shops to more breweries, they've got tons of friends where you can get some extra savings each time you spend locally. The Brightside app is fully digital and you can get started in minutes for free. Download Brightside in the Apple or Google Play stores and listen up, beer lovers. Use code BEER, that's B-E-E-R, when you sign up to get $30 in your bucket. That's code BEER to get $30 in the bucket. Welcome to the podcast. We are here with Spike Baker, head brewer, Jasper Brewing Company. How are you doing, sir? Pretty well, pretty well. Awesome. And uh, when I say we, my co-host today <laughs> is Trevor Bacon again from the ABF team. Hello, who hello. I am. <laughs> I forced him to come on the road trip with me, and then I've forced him to be my co-host. So, but it's just a what is it? A test in surrender, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. And you've just been cruising up the parkway so far. Yeah, Canmore day one, Banff today, this morning. Uh, met with your partner Miranda, so the brewer head brewer at Banff Ave, and then today, tonight, sorry, you here in Jasper, and then we're gonna go to Folding Mountain tomorrow so it's gonna be like yeah nice awesome. to see Eric yeah yeah so uh, so it'll be good but yeah so you're doing good it's uh been a crazy summer for you is that right it's been an impressively busy like people really want to come to Jasper and yeah see the sights and sometimes look at the smoke and sometimes look at the mountains yeah has it been reasonably I know in Calgary it's been fairly smoky all summer just what 50 50 out here or what yeah maybe even a little better Sometimes lots of it, but it seems to get pushed out pretty quickly. So I want to talk about the brewery, what you do there, because no one really seems to know. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but before that, just kind of you as a person and how you got to this point in uh, in your career. So born and raised, where were, you, where were you born and raised? Stony Plain, Alberta. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're still reasonably close to home. Yeah, Stone's Throw. Yeah. So before you got into the beer world, what were you doing? Was it something you wanted to be... As a kid, because I don't feel like that option was available when we were kids. That, that's kind of the thing. Like, I had no idea that this was even remotely an option. No guidance counselor ever said anything along these lines to me. Yeah. I don't think they were legally allowed to <laughs> yeah. back then. I think you your son would make a great brewer. <laughs> Clergyman. Get lawyer, him involved doctor. with alcohol. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Exactly. So, what did you want to be then as a kid? What was your uh, goal in life? My first was probably I had kind of aimed at being a chef. Yeah. As soon as I turned 18, like I, I finished high school, I actually moved out here to Jasper to pursue that and worked out here for a while washing dishes and yeah, kind of figured out it wasn't quite for me and then went back out into the world. I feel like there's similarities though to being a chef and being a brewer. Do you uh, connect the dots at all on that? Absolutely. We just don't have to work quite as hard as uh, chefs. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Every time I, I chat with chefs, I'm like, God bless you. Like they're just, because 
they're always like, yeah, you might have had a great day yesterday, but that was yesterday. Today's a whole new day. And like, you watch the Food Network and I'm just like chewing my nails like in these competitions. I'm like, why do you do this to yourself? You know, but I don't know. They can't describe it, but obviously there's a passion. But that there's something about it that I just, when I talk to brewers and I talk to chefs, there's something that connects them, I feel like. You're creating a product and putting a lot of art or science, whatever it is, yeah. into what you want to showcase to other people. And we tend to work really well with chefs as well when we start combining just ideas and projects. Absolutely. Well, and especially being at the brew pub where you get to be with a chef on a daily basis and kind of brainstorm and stuff like that. That must be pretty cool. Definitely. And have menu releases or beer releases with the idea of like, this is going to pair really well with this menu item or vice versa. This menu yeah. item is going to pair really well with a beer that we already have. So can you give us a little insight into what's going in the brain? What's the next beer recipe that you're brewing up? I sat down with one of our servers recently. Her name's Jamie. She's actually a medium. Like a psychic or something like that? Is that oh, right? wow. Exactly. Or just very spiritual and whatever. Yeah. And yeah. I had kind of been thinking about uh, having a pseudoscience of series of beers. I went to her to see what maybe we could do together. And she came back to me with, with the news that she felt that there was actually a spirit in the building. So a few weeks back, we sat, came in, like it was before we got back open to full hours. And we came in when the doors were closed, sat down in the restaurant and they had a seance and talked to the spirits and Came up with a beer recipe. Right. Really? So the spirits told you what to brew? Exactly. Well, the spirits have <laughs> been hanging out long enough. They should have a general idea no of doubt. how to brew the beers now. Yeah. So you're actively pursuing that and you're going to make a beer based on that? Yes. With what we came up with, it, it's looking like a little bit more of a fall beer. Yeah. But um, it's going to be coming down the bike there. So ghosts tend to be quite pale. Is this going to be a pale ale? <laughs> yeah. It might be leaning a little bit more towards the uh, seance. Oh, a little Sa- play on Saison. Oh, cool. Saison. Something, something along those lines. I like that. So, so any ghost stories, though, from the pub? Besides this, no. Oh, really? Um, huh. Nothing myself. I think they have happened, but nothing so, to me. Huh. That's cool. Okay, so I want to back up for, for a second, though, before we start talking a little bit more about the brewery, but... How did you then enter into the brewing world? Like, what was your first kind of entry point into the industry? I was working for an excavating company. I was playing pipe. My buddy gave me a uh, a call. He was doing sales at Yellowhead Brewery in Edmonton. And he's yeah. Like, They're looking for some help around the brewery. And now that I think about that, that's actually what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And Bryce Parsons, our master distiller, was the head brewer there at the time. Wicked. And I went down and he gave me a shot and we got on a house on fire and worked there for a couple of years. And then Phil Bryan gave me the chance with Bear Hill. And that's cool. Here I am. So prior to your friend making that suggestion, had it occurred to you that you wanted to be in the beer world? Nope. Really? Eh? <laughs> Not even once. But then he, he, he gives you the suggestion and it's kind of like, that actually makes sense. Yeah. 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 That's Surrendering. cool. Exactly. <laughs> and so then, so that's when I met Bryce is when he was at Yellowhead and he was right. just such a, and he still is like the most like relaxed, chill guy you'll ever meet. So what was it like working for him back then? This Sam, he's just really easy to learn from, takes all your suggestions and shows you how to implement them. Yeah. And great teacher, really. It's cool that you guys both ended up being with this group. It's a very unique culture that you guys have built here. So that's really awesome. 
So then you start with Yellowhead. How did you get involved with this group? Were you up in Fort Mac for a while? Is that right? Yes. I met Phil pretty quickly into my Yellowhead days too. I, I think the Unity Brew happened like two weeks into my tenure at Yellowhead and okay. met those guys and really saw what was so exciting about the what is now Bear Hill right kind of group and culture and everything going on. And then when the opportunity came up for McMurray there, jumped at the chance. It was just to get to get my foot in the door, really. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We did a road trip there. I was with, so Brett and Sock from your team and Brett from our team at the time. In its heyday, that was just like chaos in in the best way possible. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just remember going up there and it was so busy, but the staff was just so dialed in and so professional. And I don't know why that caught me off guard. I, Cause I, I was just like, what was I expecting? But like, it was just like, that was my first kind of entry point into like learning about you guys. And I was just so positively blown away at what the culture was like up there. So for you being a part of that, what was, what was that like in terms of like, I guess, really being a, a young brewer and stuff at the time? A lot of fun. It's really a great community too. Like you, the best way I can describe it is just there's opportunity all the time and everyone kind of feeds off that. Yeah. And anyone you talk to is either looking to help other people with opportunities or looking for opportunities of their own. And yeah, very industrious, really. Kind of almost like a sad ending to that brewery, which was you guys were really negatively impacted by the, the fires up in Fort McMurray. Were you still working up there when that was happening? I was there for the fire, but I had already moved to Jasper for the last year that we were open up there. But yeah, pretty sad to see that one go for sure. Yeah, lucky enough to have seen what it was. And to, when that happened, I know talking to Brett, he was, uh, and just how quickly it happened. And, and you guess kind of assume sometimes like, oh, it won't affect the town. And then he was just like, I remember talking to him the day of, because we were getting ready for our Edmonton festival. And he's just like, it's like, it's full evacuation. Like we're locking the doors and we're we're leaving. So it was crazy from an outsider's perspective. So I can only imagine what you guys went through. It was wild. We were brewing, actually. We had an IPA on boil and like part of town got evacuated. We still didn't think that our section, like we just thought that everyone was going to be siphoned into yeah. big recreation center or whatever. So I was actually, I was in the kitchen making as many turkey clubs as I could because we were going to take them down there just to give out to people because yeah. like people were showing up there with nothing. And then it's like, actually, the entire town has to leave. So we just had to leave the beer in the kettle and head out the door. And like, yeah. that's when we saw that there was like fire literally coming down the hill right beside the pub. Even just the pictures is like craziness. Can we talk a little bit about the whiskey though that you had? You have something cool that came out of it actually, right? A little bit of luck for sure. But we had a full pallet of malt sitting outside that was earmarked for whiskey. And basically six weeks while the town was evacuated, it would have obviously been really smoky in town. And that malt got really, really modified, heavily peated to begin with. And then sitting in that forest fire smoke the entire time came away with this sprucey pine sort of mint flavoring to it. So we paired up with the Fort McMurray firefighters and brewed a whiskey and have since then just been auctioning off a few bottles every year and all the proceeds go towards the Fort McMurray firefighters charity funds. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. So what year then did you come to Jasper? Putting you on the spot, roughly. 16. What made you decide 
to make the change because you guys often will have the opportunity to kind of experience the other breweries within your own organization. So why did you make the choice to go from Fort Mac and then come here to Jasper? I was just really hoping to have a much worse brewery setup. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were making fun of you. Like, because <laughs> yeah. Miranda was like, this morning I was talking to her, I'm like, you know, it's not an ideal setup that she has, but it's one of those things. It's the curse of having a really kind of cool location is it's like the location's really cool, but the brewery is like less than ideal in terms of like setup, right? It's kind of like you can't have both. She was saying, well, whenever I feel sorry for myself, I just think of Spike and then I'm like, I'm actually pretty good. So, and even last Fair time enough. I was in town, I did the the little tour and it's always just amazing how, what you guys produce in the small little space that you guys have. So for how long the guys have done it out of there too. Yeah. Like it's really, really impressive. What felt right about moving to Jasper? I've maybe always in the back of my mind been trying to get back to Jasper since I lived here for that year when I was 18. Just yeah. love the lifestyle, love the small town feel of it. I really enjoy the highs and lows of the season. Yeah. Like it like right now it's insane busy summertime and it's very enjoyable to get those short little lows. Yeah. They seem to be getting shorter all the time, yeah. but uh when you get those breaks and then it ramps back up for Christmas. Do you kind of see it as it's almost like when we were doing festivals like you have this like okay, this is going to be chaos and busy, but then there's kind of a light at the end of the tunnel where, you know, you're going to get a little bit of a break. And then it's like, then you got to psych yourself up because it's like, okay, now it's going to get crazy again. Do you kind of have those cycles then, I guess, as a company, but also as a brewer, right? As you're having to plan those things. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, times when you just don't have enough tanks and maybe some other times when you're just trying to keep the yeast alive. Yeah. I was laughing because we were having a logger at, in Banff today. And I was like, because loggers take longer to make, right? Yep. I was like, that's pretty gutsy of Miranda to make a logger, you know what I mean? So, totally. Um, how has your role evolved since you've been with the company? I've been a head brewer the entire time. The entire time? Yeah. Maybe because it was, uh, I got moved into a position in Fort McMurray where not that many people wanted to go live at the time. Right. It was, so I was able to grow into that role and yeah. And that's a cool thing to to think about. Like a lot of people don't realize that. It's just like that creates such a great opportunity for people. Hey? Like as brewers, like, yeah, go to where just for that experience, right? And then all of a sudden your doors are just wide open after that kind of thing. Exactly. I'm a little curious and you weren't going to be a brewer way back when and you happened to be a brewer. So I, I didn't even know it was an option really. I, it just never occurred to me. No doubt. So <laughs> no, in the middle jealous. of the night. <laughs> Do you wake up going, oh, this is, I just, hey, got to brew this beer. Like, do you have recipes and things going through your head now? Absolutely. Like, I'm always trying to come up with different ways to do things. And I maybe don't think specific recipe ideas, more more ways to present the recipes. Yeah. Like the seance beer or whatever. Yeah. Hey, so it's become a passion though, has it? Oh, absolutely. That's cool. Question. If you save all your money for a rainy day, what are you doing on all those sunny ones? You're not digging into some spicy tacos, not firing up a weekend getaway, and you definitely aren't tapping that add to cart button. Said differently, you're not living, and that's what life is for. So go ahead, live like it's sunny, tap like you mean it, swipe with a smile, and add it to your cart. But first, get the Brightside Banking app, because we can help you save for rainy days while you're doing all that. Brightside. Banking that helps you do more you. I want to talk about Jasper specifically as a 
just living here and working here because I think it's such a unique town. But before that, I want to kind of chat about the culture because I feel like I was talking to Miranda about this, but talking to Sock and Brett years ago about how much they learned because they're from Jasper and, and starting this and, re, you know, so many mistakes that they made along the way. But then obviously you guys as a team have been able to just really become embraced by the community. And so when you think about the culture that you guys have here, how important is community to you guys and what you guys are doing? We couldn't do it without them. Yeah. There's no doubt. It's so tightly knit that we maybe don't seem to have big events maybe doing it. It's just we're always involved in like sports and yeah. whatever else. Anything that's going on is just known that's that's what we're going to be doing. It was a big thing that Brett and Sock and Alex started right off the bat. I mean, this is the way it has to be and it's... Uh, when I it think, makes sense. I think what's cool about that is then they also realized, or at least the way I perceive it is, they realized that, you know, you have to be a part of the community, but you also have to have a very authentic local culture. But it wasn't that they said, okay, but now we're in Banff and we're going to transplant this cookie cutter concept to Banff. They kind of allowed that culture to take its own form and then take, you know, allow last best and allow up in Fort McMurray, like everyone was kind of allowed on some level to just kind of create their own identity, which it's one of those things that seems simple, but I can't imagine it being easy because it seems like it would be easier to say, here's our cookie cutter concept and we're going to just put it in all these towns and cities and stuff, right? So the idea that, you know, you go to the Jasper Brewery and it's so much, in my mind anyway, so much different than going to Last Best in Calgary. Our offices are right across from Last Best and we love Last Best, but it's a different vibe and it's a different feeling, right? Right. And a big part of our clientele is obviously tourists. And if you're going somewhere else, you're traveling, do you want to go and experience the cookie cutter version of a place that's in every city or do you want something that's unique to that city and yeah. built up by the community and shaped by it get that unique experience that totally. you're looking forward to traveling somewhere the crisp hill i love the label and everything on the can because it's so like parks canada like so you guys came up with that concept here in jasper for all the brews yeah definitely not me but uh, <laughs> um leah who is also a jasper local and she designed that just fantastic yeah and it's what you hear from everyone like, I it's like it it just reminds me of the park. I have a friend that he's very much into beer, but he's very much into marketing. And when that beer first came out, I bought a six pack just to give him, but he loved it before he had a sip. Cause just from the branding, he's like, this is awesome. This is like, and that's what's so cool. And I think with so many craft breweries, they're realizing now is the branding has to be sexy. If you can combine that with really, really good beer, like that's a home run. So for, yeah. for me anyway, that crisp pill was like an absolute home run for you guys. And it's delicious too. It's a crushable yeah. beer. Yeah. Going back to culture for a second, if someone's never been to the brew pub, like how would you describe it to somebody who's like, Maybe they're doing a four-hour road trip to come check you guys out. Like, what is it, what makes you guys unique relative to, say, say another brewery in another town kind of thing? Like, when you think about what makes you guys special, what would that be? It's a really comfortable spot. Comfortable to go and watch some sports or try some beers or do both or head down for a really good meal. Yeah. <laughs> And a patio. Your, your new patio looks great. Look, there's a lot of patios now on Main Street there, right? Yeah, absolutely. And never know when the party's going to kick off too. Yeah. So, okay. So lifestyle, because you were mentioning yesterday you were golfing. 
Mm-hmm. And last time I was in town, I ran into Alex from your team. He was also golfing. Is that part of what attracted you to Jasper in the first place is just, if you're going to live somewhere, why not live in the mountains and live the lifestyle? Absolutely. Just activities, left, right, and center. Anything you could be looking for, you can do it. There's all the sports teams. There's obviously golf. There's hiking. There's the lakes. There's everything. It's, yeah. It is a treat. This is a, a really good lifestyle, and I, I know I'm really lucky. So what's your go-to? Because it seems to me Alex is – I think he's a skier, but he is also a big hockey player. Like, what's your kind of go-to sport? What are you most passionate uh, about? During the winter? Yeah. Um, and during any season? Like, right now, it's it's golf. I've kind of retired from playing baseball or slow pitch. and Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it's golf now. It's golf? Yeah. It's yeah. just easier on the body. Yeah. And it's not a bad course, you know, <laughs> hanging out at JPL and golfing. It is gorgeous, for sure. So one of the things – especially because we do a festival in Banff and we do a festival in Jasper. And when people try to describe Jasper, a lot of times they describe Jasper as kind of like, Jasper is to Edmonton what Banff is to Calgary, which I couldn't disagree with more. Like Banff and Jasper are very, very different. How would you describe if someone, again, had been to Banff and was coming out here expecting this to just be a second Banff? Like, how do you describe Jasper to, to people? It's definitely a little smaller of a town. And I don't know if you think about it, like maybe, maybe Banff is a little bit more like a big fancy hotel where yeah. we're more like somewhere that's a little more spread out with cabins and yeah. that type of thing. I swear I that's that makes like, sense. The, no, no, that's the, that like when people, if you think about Banff versus Jasper, you even look at Jasper Park Lodge versus the Fairmont Banff Springs, that's right? That's kind of what I was picturing. <laughs> that's exactly it, though. Because yeah. when people come to Jasper, if they go to JPL, they expect this giant castle. And then they're sort of really blown away by the fact that it's just like these cabins on the lake kind of thing. Yeah. And so what I love about Jasper coming out here is it's really just like an authentic mountain town. You know, like you have the tourists, but it's not like in your face kind of touristy town. Does that make sense? Yep, yeah. definitely. You were mentioning as as we were kind of setting up, you were talking to Trevor about how busy you guys are and how like it's just every year just kind of seems to get busier. And that's a good thing. But when you guys look at your brewery and your restaurant, what do you guys look like two years from now, three years from now, like when you're looking at that? As far as the restaurant, like we would like to keep it as is pretty yeah. much. We can't really get too much busier, I don't think. Our more our goal would be to make sure that those people coming through the door are having the best possible experience so that they're wanting to come back and also wanting to go try the other pubs and try the rest of Jasper, pick up our beer from a liquor store somewhere else in the province. And talking about that in terms of culture, how does it work with you guys? One of the things is when you look at Banff and Camor, there's so many different breweries now and there's so many different like distillers and stuff. You guys are are kind of isolated here in Jasper. So when you look at the culture that you guys are creating from a hospitality perspective, how do you guys work with all the local restaurants and stuff? Because I guess you could Sometimes people see it as like, well, they're a, they're a restaurant and a pub. So there's a little bit of competition there. But it seems to me when I'm in town, there's more of a sense of collaboration. Is that fair? Absolutely. We're here to support them. And if we are a brewery and a restaurant, why wouldn't everyone just want to have the one thing that we already have? So if we're sharing our beer with them, then they're yeah. the same. Yeah, no, absolutely. So challenges, because uh, I know that... 
Well, we were here in January, and it was minus 35, <laughs> so we couldn't ski. But we, and we went for a bike ride. <clears throat> we did go for a bike ride, which was dumb. But uh, <laughs> was it this, was fun. This winter? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So it was like everything shut down because of COVID, but we came up because that would typically have been the weekend that we do the festival. So we're like, you know what? Let's just go up. We're going to hang out in Jasper. But there was really nothing per se to do because it's minus 35. So we're stuck in the, in the hotel. But when I think about the challenges of COVID and you guys seem like a really cool success story of how you guys were over, able to overcome those challenges because even with us, we're like, we're watching the Super Bowl in a hotel room and it's like, well, at least we can call, like we called you guys up, you delivered food, we got like 12 pack of beer. Like the way that you guys, I guess, and I won't use the word pivot, so I'll use the word overcame that challenge. I mean, the very fact that we're sitting in a quote unquote ghost kitchen shows me how much you guys kind of like embrace the challenge. So maybe talk about the last year and, and what you guys have done to kind of overcome what could have been devastating. It's a lot down to us doing those things, but also it's down to the community too. We saw a lot of it, like just people going out of their way to spread their deliveries around. We had all these a whole bunch of new restaurants like dip into the delivery market this year and yeah. everyone kind of would make sure we'll order from each place. Yeah. Kind of keep the community going. Really good support that way. And then also we've been pretty lucky that people just want to keep coming to Jasper. Yeah. Like as soon as they were allowed, everyone's coming back through the gates. No, totally. And one of the things that you said, and, and I think obviously Miranda would agree with and, and Brian from Canmore is having that base layer of, of that community support. Because I think oftentimes when we're talking about these mountain towns and you guys rely on tourism, but there's an opportunity to maybe take it for granted sometimes, right? And you just, because you just assume in a pre-COVID world, well, the tourism it's always going to be there. People are going to come here to ski. People are going to come here in the summertime. And then all of a sudden you have a year where, oh shit, we don't have that layer of tourism. So having that base of the locals, the local community who is willing to step up and support you, it like that's when that realizing that, you know, you being strong community members is so important because without them, obviously you're not here, right? Absolutely. It's been something else to see for yeah. sure. It's also been really neat, whereas we might have had a lot more international travelers. Yeah. This year, it's been a lot more Albertans and maybe people who would normally be heading down to the States a lot during the winter or yeah. that prefer to travel internationally. This year, they're exploring their own province, which is very neat to see too. Yeah. The oh. road we just went up was one of the most beautiful drives ever from Banff to Jasper. Yeah. No, and I mean, yeah, the idea that people are now going, you know what? Yeah, we can't cross the border to go to Montana. Why don't we actually check out our own province kind of thing, which is cool. So as a brewer, what's your vision? Hopefully Brett's not listening to this if you're like, oh, I'm out of here. No, but like, do you have like, you know, goals of, of what you want to do as a brewer in the next few years? But I want to keep at this. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and that's cool. Like, and it's just so cool because like the idea that you're, you're literally living just like you're like doing the job you want. You're living in the town you want. It's like, it doesn't get any better than that. It's not lost on me either. Like, I know that I'm in a really, really good situation. Yeah. Yeah. Despite the small quarters of the brewery, you're still happy? <laughs> I suppose. We're, we're lobbying to get you a, a, a bigger brewery. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, just as a takeaway, because really the point of this of this series and us doing the road trip is 
talking about all the cool places that people can visit and the mountain towns that that have an awesome beer culture. The idea, again, we were chatting, me and Miranda, about, you know, you think about 10 years ago, five years ago, doing a road trip to visit breweries. I mean, breweries were production facilities that would just look at you like, what the hell are you doing in my brewery kind of thing? And now they're so open and they're so welcoming of, of people. So it's a, it's a legitimate idea that people can do that is like do a road trip and plan to come visit these breweries. So Jasper being one of them, what did we miss? What did I not ask you that, that people need to know about, about your brewery and about the town of Jasper that, uh, my one main piece of Jasper advice is if you're here, you can get liquor delivered to you wherever you are. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> if if you're camping, you can get it delivered to the campground. Yeah. It's all the liquor stores, pretty much all the restaurants, just no need to ever drink and drive. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's, it's such a cool town. And uh, we love the fact that we're lucky enough to be able to come up here a few times a year. Obviously, the festival that we do is... Well, it's one of our favorites for sure. Thanks for doing everything that you do. Thanks for being a part of the community. Thanks for taking the time to share your story, man. Oh, thanks so much for yeah. having me on, guys. And thanks for living the dream. <laughs> I want like people need to come to Jasper to see your dream. Maybe they'll never leave either. Yeah, yeah exactly. It happens all the time. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, dude. <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks, man. We're super excited to have brewed up this mini-series with Brightside to learn more about their Friends with Benefits brewery partners. Don't forget to download the Brightside app so that you can start saving at places across Alberta like Canmore Brewing, Banff Brewing, Jasper Brewing, and Folding Mountain Brewery with your Brightside spend card. And after chatting with some of Brightside's Friends with Benefits, I know where I'll be putting my $30 to good use. Hey everyone, I just wanted to thank you for listening to the Let's Meet for a Beer podcast. If you enjoy the conversations, please rate us where you download your podcasts and share with your friends. For more information on the projects our team is working on, please visit letsmeetforabeer.com. Be sure to join us next week for a new conversation and have an awesome day.